Hey friends, welcome to the Overwhelmed to Intentional podcast. My name is Kristen and I am your host. I'm a certified life coach helping overwhelmed millennial women live a simpler, more intentional life. Today I want to talk about just some fun life updates, what's happening, what's going on, and also answer some questions that I got from friends on Instagram. I did a little poll on my Instagram where I said, hey, send me some questions that I will answer on the podcast. I just think it'll be fun, so why not? This episode is more of a lighthearted, just for fun, catching you up on life and what's happening because I thought that would be a fun way to wrap up my year 30 as I turn 31. I never really know how that works. I mean, I turn 31, so does that mean it means I've lived 31 years? So then do you say year 30 or year 31? confuses me every time but you know what I mean I'm turning 31 (laughs) on August 6th I will turn 31 I will be away I will be at the beach so when you hear this on August 4th I will have recorded it a week earlier and I will hopefully be sitting on the beach relaxing with my family and having a great time but today I wanted to jump in and record this one a little early and just answer some questions and talk about life and what's happening Over the last year, I have experienced a lot of good things, learned a lot of good lessons, and I thought I would share some of those today and then answer some questions that I got from my Instagram pals. (laughs) By the way, who says pals anymore? But by the way, if you are not following me on Instagram, head on over. I love to hang out on Instagram and share tips on stories and chat about whatever comes to my mind sometimes, lessons I learned from yoga class or thoughts that I want to share with you. I always share those over on Instagram. So if you're not following me on Instagram, come on over. I am at underscore Kristen Alana. So let's discuss some quick things that I have learned over the last year that I think are really fun to share. One is I have learned over the last year that life can be really, really good. (laughs) Like better than you thought it could be. This is interesting to learn this lesson. I think it, it took having really incredible people come into my life and just experiencing life in a more easeful way than I ever have to recognize, oh, things can be very good like really good, (laughs) better than I imagined. I had a coach tell me recently that I should start sharing posts that that make me want to (laughs) puke. What she meant by that was, I want you to talk about how great your life is. And it's going to make you uncomfortable because you're probably someone who doesn't like to talk about how great your life is. And that is accurate. I do not. I find it very difficult. I find it, it feels to me like bragging and I struggle with that a lot. I think that I shouldn't brag. I was taught that I shouldn't brag. I was taught that humility is a wonderful thing and I agree. I think that it is, but I think I take that to the extreme and I assume that being humble means I never talk about how great my life is because I can't be humble and talk about how how great my life is. That seems like that contradicts itself. But actually, I can be humble and I can talk about how great my life is. Those things can coexist. It's 
perfectly fine. So I've been stewing on that for a couple of weeks and quite frankly, I haven't shared a lot about how great my life is <laughs> because it's taken me a bit to come to terms with that idea and actually pull the trigger on it. So today I have decided that I'm going to do that here and share a little bit about how great my life is and what I've, what I've learned and having things go well. If you, maybe like me, have been in a struggle story for a while, maybe it's been with money or with relationships or with your home or with your work, and you've told yourself this story of it just doesn't work out for me or other people can have a great life and they can make a lot of money and they can get the dream job, but eh, not me. That's probably not possible for me. Or... I'm supposed to struggle. That was a story that I have had for a while. Like, I'm supposed to struggle. It's supposed to be hard. Life is hard. And relationships are hard. And making money is hard. And I just had that story for such a long time that I lived in that. Because, of course, if you tell yourself that life is hard, guess what? That's the result that you will create. Life will be hard. <laughs> but I began to change the story. I began to realize that life is actually really good. And it can be quite amazing. So learning that lesson over the last, really the last couple months, I have have learned that lesson even more, has been a beautiful thing. I have learned to sink into it. I have learned to be open to receiving, to allow good things to come to me, to allow things to go very well. (laughs) And it's been a lot of fun. It has been really refreshing. I have felt more at ease, more calm, more grounded than I have in a long time because I have just been open to life being great, for people being great, to accepting that there are amazing people that want to be part of my life, that want to enrich my life, that want to give to me in the same way that I give to them. I am a pretty giving person. And so what I tend to do is overgive <laughs> and then not allow things to come back to me. So I give and give and give and then I don't receive. I think that I shouldn't receive, I should only give, but that will deplete you. <laughs> then you will become potentially resentful of people around you, which I have done in the past. Lately, what I have learned is that it's okay to receive, that I can be open to receiving, that goodness is available to me and I can allow it in. This is a lesson that I'm still learning, that I am still working on because giving is easier. It is just a default for me. It's easier for me to turn a conversation around and ask about the people in my life than it is to talk about myself. It's easier for me to buy everyone coffee and not ever, you know, accept them buying me coffee. Like they'll say, oh, you may pick you up a coffee. And I'll say, no, I have some coffee at home. It's fine. (laughs) But I have learned to say, yes, I would love for you to do that. Thank you. (laughs) Things like that. It's the little things. It's starting in the little ways and then begin to allow receiving in bigger and bigger ways. So if someone offers, instead of saying, no, that's okay, I have learned to say, that would be great. I would love that. Thank you. (laughs) And it's really nice. It's very nice to do that. 
So I encourage you to take this lesson from me that it took me a long time to learn and begin to implement that in your own life if you find that you are more of a giver and you struggle to receive. Allow yourself to receive and start small. Maybe if it's, you know, your spouse saying, hey, I can take out the trash instead of saying, no, I'll get it. Say, okay, thank you. <laughs> or if they say, hey, I'll, I'll do the laundry instead of saying, nah, I got it. I'll do it. I'll do it when I have time or, or later. Or I was going to do that, you know, over the weekend. Say, okay, that would be great. Thank you. <laughs> you notice how it's in just simply saying, okay, thank you it's so powerful and it's so freeing. And then the more you allow other people to do things and the more you let go of these expectations of how they should be done or I was going to do it this way, they did it differently and just allow it however it comes to you, the less it matters how it comes to you or how specifically it's done. You just feel more open and more receiving and more excited to take in whatever it is that those around you are offering. And what I have noticed also is that people do want to help. They do offer more than we think. We just, maybe if you're like me, we're just too busy turning it down or too busy jumping ahead and doing it ourselves that we miss the awareness and we miss the opportunity to see where someone is offering. So that's something that I would offer as a lesson that I learned that has been quite incredible. And also, I was just thinking about reflecting back on all the things that I've done over the last year that I've wanted to do for a while. So I finally got my certification from the Life Coach School, which I have been wanting to do for years. I did that this year. I moved back to Greenville. So I was living in Athens, Georgia for a year before and I was undecided on where I was going to live. I thought about different different options. I thought about moving back to Greenville. I also thought about moving to the beach, moving to Florida. Um, but I ended up moving back to Greenville and that has been such an incredible thing to be around my friends and the people that I had already developed a community with here. They are my favorite people love them so much and so it's really awesome to be around them and to be with my friends and, and loved ones and community and of course, you know, my favorite coffee shops and restaurants and places to visit and things to do, all of that that I had loved here in Greenville. It's nice to be back. So I moved back to, moved back to Greenville, got my certification from the Life Coach School, have grown my business, have met more incredible clients and people that have come into my life because of having my business. One of the things that's so cool about having a business that I have learned is that because I've been putting myself out there, I have gotten to know so many incredible people that I wouldn't have known otherwise. People that listen to my podcast, people that follow me on Instagram, people that get my emails, and that reach out and say, hey, I found you through so-and-so or whatever, that has been so cool. I have gotten to increase my community, meet more people, have awareness of more people and learn about more people and learn about what they are going through and how I can help them more. I wouldn't have gotten that opportunity had I not put myself out there to grow my business. And that's another thing that I would say. If you are struggling with, should I do something? Should I pursue this goal? Should I get back into exercise classes? Should I start up my side business? I'll tell you, if nothing else, 
one, do it for your growth, but two, the opportunities on the other side are so incredible and you can't see those right now because you haven't even started. But when you start, it's just going to snowball and it's going to lead to more and more and more. And that is the most fun thing about this, about any new goal. It's, it's the same with, you know, having a health goal and starting back up, going to exercise classes. You never know who you'll meet. There are some amazing people that I am forming relationships with now that I am back in the yoga studio. And it's the same with starting a business. You put yourself out there, you build a community of other entrepreneurs. Maybe you have people reach out to you. Maybe you have opportunities, you know, all of that in addition to the growth that you experience and the potentially the money and and the actual financial gain or the body that you end up getting to have because you have exercised and worked hard on that. Sure, you get those things, but you also get so much more. And to me, all of the other stuff is just so exciting and fun. So that's another big thing is that by continuing to grow, continuing to put myself in the position of growth, I have gotten so much out of it and I feel incredibly grateful for that. So those are some fun lessons and things that I have done over the last year. I'm sure there are plenty more, but I am kind of doing this off the cuff, so I don't <laughs> I don't have it fully prepared. What I do have prepared are a list of a few questions that people asked that I would like to share with you, some insight that I would like to share. One of them was from my sister <laughs> who asked, and the reason I bring this up is because it's just so funny that I love how silly my siblings are and how (laughs) our relationship is. My sister asked in the question box on Instagram, one of my sisters, I should mention, I have four siblings. I'm the oldest of five. There are four girls and one boy in my family. And she said, which sibling is your favorite and why? (laughs) And of course, there are no favorites because they're all my favorite. And what I love about the relationship I have with my siblings is that it's different for each of them. I have learned so much about each of them in the last couple of years as we've gotten older that I appreciate each of them and respect each of them individually for their own characteristics and for the relationship that we have. So I love that over the last couple of years, I was reflecting back on this the other day, that over the last couple of years, each of us out of the five. Each of us have gone through transitions. We have grown a lot. We have experienced a lot of failure and we've gotten back up and continued to work towards our goals and towards the life that we want. I appreciate that so much about each of my siblings. They're all growth-minded. They want to live life to the fullest and make the most out of life and I, I just love that about us and I think that encouraging each other to do that has been really exciting and also really powerful for our relationship. We've allowed each other to grow and encouraged each other instead of thinking, you know, there, there's a competition or one's better or worse or whatever. We don't think that. We truly believe that each of us has our own gifts and talents and skills and can do whatever we want with this life and we encourage each other to do that. So that's really exciting and um, I feel so grateful for, for those those kids. (laughs) I'm the oldest, so I can say that, even though they're all adults. Anyway, another question I got was from, (laughs) I'm going to just talk about all the funny ones first, because these cracked me up. A client who reached out and said, do you think that I'm a good client and can clients ask questions (laughs) in your poll? (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. Yes, you are a great client and you know that I love you. And I love all of my clients, past, present, future. To those of you that will become a client, I love you so very much. I feel incredibly grateful that I get to form these relationships with people and help them create a life of their dreams. I do not take this work lightly. It is the most powerful thing that I've ever done. To me, it is truly life-changing, transformative work. And I take that very seriously. I love, just love my clients so much. Sometimes I could cry thinking about how great they are. <laughs> and all of them are amazing in their own way. They're all amazing. They're all very different and all very incredible. And also all have so much in common because at the end of the day, we're humans with a human brain and we experience struggles and we experience success and we experience happiness and failure. We all experience all of it. But taking that question a little further, <laughs> because I know she was joking, but also taking that question a little further and saying, what makes a, a great client? And I was thinking about this for myself as a client because I have been both I'm sure a great client for my coaches and I'm sure I've also been a client that they might have wanted to come through Zoom and strangle and that's okay. <laughs> there are times that I have had this thought as a coach and my coaches have shared this with me like I just want to grab you by the shoulders and shake you and say listen so much is possible for you. <laughs> <laughs> stop believing the lies that your brain is telling you. And I have had that experience as a coach, but I also know that everyone is on their own journey and you will get there eventually. I promise you will. If you stick with the work, you will get there eventually. And that's the thing. To be a great client, truthfully, you just have to decide that I'm going to be a great client and you show up and keep doing the work even when it's hard, even when you're not quite getting it, even when you are frustrated, even when you want to resist everything that the coach is saying to stay with it, stay with it and say, you know what, I'm willing to do the work, whatever it takes, because the result that I want is worth it. The growth is worth it. So I'm going to keep going. So I will say that is important to keep in mind if you are wanting to be coached and you're thinking, I don't know if I would be a great client. I don't know. You know, am I going to be able to get the results? The truth is you just have to stick with it. Be willing to stay with it and keep going even when even when you're frustrated, even when it's hard, even when you keep having the same thought and you feel like you're fighting your own brain, stay with it because it does get easier. You just got to keep going and be willing to to take in whatever the coach is saying. And it won't be easy to hear sometimes because as a coach, I'm not always going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to show you your brain and I'm going to tell you like this is what you're believing and this is what it's creating. But you can change that and what you want is possible and you don't have to stay stuck in that same thought loop. So that is that. Um, another question is what can someone do to help their overwhelmed partner? This is a great question. So here's the thing for the person that's overwhelmed, which if you're listening, that's you, <laughs> what you likely want, because this is what my clients want. This is what I want is to simply be heard Usually what you want is to get it out and to say, hey, I'm overwhelmed. I'm in over my head and I I don't know how I'm going to do all of this. And you just want to express that and let it out of you because you feel likely that maybe you're the only one. Maybe nobody gets it. Maybe it just feels like you are stuck in your own mind and you're stressed and you're anxious and you're overwhelmed and you just wish you could just let it all out. 
as a partner of someone that's overwhelmed, allow your partner to let it out. Allow them to just say it, whatever it is, give them the space. So what we say in coaching is we hold space and that is we allow you to get everything out and there's no judgment. There is no trying to fix it. There is no, I'm going to tell you exactly what you should do. Here is the step-by-step process. Okay, you're overwhelmed. Like go do this, this, and this. No, be the person that just says, hey, let it out. Whatever it is that you want to say, I'm here to hear it. Then the other thing is, one, don't necessarily jump to say, here's how we should fix it. Maybe ask, is there anything I can do? Do you need me to do more than that? Do you want me to just listen or do you want me to help you out? (laughs) If you want me to listen, I'm here to listen. I'm not going to try and fix it and I'm not going to judge it. And if you want me to help you out, how can I do that? What is something that I can do? You might not have to do anything more than listen and you might have to, you know, do whatever it is that they're asking. Of course, you don't have to do anything, but you might want to do whatever it is that they're asking so that you can free them of the the overwhelm a little bit by taking some things off their plate. Now, of course, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that you're overwhelmed because of your thoughts, always. So if your partner thinks that changing the circumstance is going to change your overwhelm, it won't, even though it might help. <laughs> and that's okay. Getting some help, dumping some things off of your plate, that actually might help you not have as much to think about. And that could help. So asking for help is a big thing. As the person that's overwhelmed, be willing to ask for help. It's hard. It's hard for those of us that think we can do it all. But if your partner wants to help you, if your partner wants to listen and help out as much as they can, let them. That is a way, going back to the beginning, of receiving, of receiving that help, of receiving the listening ear, of receiving the space to just get out what you have on your mind. If they're giving you that space, take it in and receive it because it can be very helpful for you. All right, so this is getting long, so I'm not going to keep going. (laughs) If I receive more questions after I have recorded this episode, I will include those in a future episode and we will continue the discussion. I would love for you to reach out and ask me all the things that you're thinking about as you've been listening. If there's something that you want me to explain a little more, always reach out. Find me on Instagram or send me an email or go to my website, all the ways that you can find me. And then lastly, if you are ready for coaching, if you are ready to ditch overwhelm, to live an intentional life you love and truly live the best possible life that you can, that is the work that we do in coaching and I would love to guide you there. I offer a free 45 minute clarity call where you can book that, we can talk about what that could look like for you and how coaching can make that possible. And then we can get started. And in six months, your life will be transformed. It is incredible. And I would love to guide you in that process. So find all the links below. Let me know if you have any questions. Hope you have a great week and I will talk to you later.